0: You know, as the Patriots offseason continues to move along, we're all sitting and waiting to see what happens next. Now, look, Belichick answered a lot of questions in free agency, but there's still a couple of questions still to be answered. And one of those questions is whether or not Julian Edelman will still be a New England Patriot this season. Pats Nation weighed in, and I'm looking forward to see what you all have to say here on the No Sources podcast. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Ray. Welcome to the No Sources Podcast. Most people know that Dante Hightower is my favorite player on the Patriots, one of my all-time favorite players. And most other people know that Julian Edelman is a very close second. I mean, I named my dog Jules after Edelman. So to think that we're actually having this conversation kind of sucks. But I'm not delusional. Connor and I have talked about this all offseason. We both wondered if Jules would be back, and there's nothing official. But if I was going to weigh in with my opinion, I would say it's not looking good that he's going to be back with the Patriots this season. I'm looking forward to seeing what Patriot fans have to say about Jules, either through our YouTube community page, Twitter, or the live chat, and I will respond to as many of the comments as I can but first, I have to take care of a little bit of business because support of Deer Pats Nation is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. When was the last time you could see behind the bushes? Listen, I'm somebody who's always believed in grooming myself, but when it comes to shaving my balls, I've always been hesitant. I did it a couple of times. I hated it. Right to get a close shave, you have to have you have to use these blades. Maybe they're not sharp enough. Maybe they're a little sharp. They pull, they cut, they pull, they hurt, they rash. Frankly, most devices out there are made. For your face not for anything else that's why manscape has redesigned the electric trimmer the manscape engineer team spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created and just released the new and improved lawnmower 3.0 the third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to its advanced skin safe technology pioneered by manscape manscape obsesses over te- technological developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience these are also the only They also only use the best ingredients in their formulations. When you trim the bushes, the tree stands just a little bit taller. So when I tell you that this is premium, I mean premium. The battery will last up to 90 minutes so you can take longer shaves. One of the coolest features is the LED light, which illuminates grooming areas for a closer, more precise trim. They've also upgraded to a 7,000 RPM motor with Quiet Stroke technology. And let's not forget about the charging stand. Show off your mower loud and proud because of the intelligently designed stand and its convenient charging dock that is powered by USB. And if you're listening to me speak right now, you are one of the first people to hear about this life-changing product, and I want you to experience it firsthand for yourself. Trim that junk of yours, get 20% off plus free shipping when you use the code RAYROUT. That's R-A-Y-R-A-U-T-H at manscaped.com. Level up your hygiene routine the only way using the best manscaping tools. Your balls will thank you. Again, get 20% off and free shipping with the code RayRoute at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped.com. And use the code RayRoute, R-A-Y-R-A-U-T-H, and trim your junk with Manscaped. Support Dear Pats Nation in style by gearing yourself up with some DPN merchandise over at teesprings.com slash stores slash DPN. We have left the link in the description of this YouTube video and on the podcast. All right, so we're going to get into this Julian Edelman conversation, but before we do, let's just go get some reviews from the last No Sources podcast, which was Hot Take Thursday, and see some of the comments left. As always, it's a blind reaction. And... Well, with how fragile I am today, let's hope that people didn't lay into me uh, all that much. Uh Craig says Belichick likes Cam Newton. People need to get over it. Let's see what he can do with a training camp, a better understanding of the playbook, and better players around him. Ay, ay, ay. Um, yeah, you know what? It's tough to disagree with that, Craig. I mean, but Here's the thing. I kind of say the same thing with Jared Stidham right now. Jared Stidham didn't get an opportunity to start. We never got to see him play. The opportunities were limited. And basically, Stidham didn't get the same as Newton. That's why I'm kind of looking forward to the both of them battling out at a camp. Now, look, if it's only Stidham and Cam Newton going into week one, I'm right now making the general assumption that cam newton will be the starter but i'm really getting on this hey we need to give everybody a fair opportunity but i agree with you there was you know and i hear a lot of people say and i've used this argument myself i've heard people say you know well tom brady didn't have the same you know or had the same hindrance and barriers in front of him that cam newton did no training camp no otas no off you know no preseason new team new system Tom Brady is Tom Brady. Nobody compares to to Tom Brady. You got the baby goat in Patrick Mahomes and that kind of thing. But at the end of the day, nobody compares to Tom Brady. And I think as Patriot fans, and we talked about this on the live exclusive Patreon stream last night, as Patriot fans, we need to kind of just chill out and breathe a little bit and stop trying to make those comparisons to Tom Brady. Let's see what Newton can do. Now, Across the Pond says... Miss me with that. I can't believe Bill Belichick likes him, but don't tell me to get excited about Mr. Dirtballs suddenly becoming a competent football player next year because we signed Kendrick Bourne. Okay, across the pond. Yes, we signed Kendrick Bourne. Maybe you're not excited about that pick, but we also signed Nelson Aguilar. They also signed Jonu Smith. They also signed Hunter Henry. You know, they brought James White back. So it's a little ridiculous to say they only got Kendrick Bourne. (laughs) Um, but look, I understand, I understand why Patriot fans are a little unhappy or maybe skeptical about what Cam Newton can do this season. I get why maybe people look at this situation and think like, I don't trust Cam Newton. It is what it is on that. And, uh, Look, uh, it's hard to make arguments sometimes, but I do think that we all need to just you know, take a breath a little bit and kind of let this thing play out in front of us. But I appreciate y'all comments. Craig Walrath again says, Rex Ryan's defense in Baltimore won a Super Bowl, and the last time the Jets won the AFC Championship was under Rex Ryan. He was a good coach. Yeah, and that comes down to, I think, a comment we had in the live stream from Big MGM uh, who said, you know, if Rex Ryan had Tom Brady, he would have won two Super Bowls. I said a guaranteed one. I wasn't sure about two. Oh, yeah, Rex Ryan was a good coach. And if you think about that Jets defense, that was such a phenomenal defense that they had from pass rush to secondary. A competent quarterback not named Mark Sanchez maybe could have taken that team a little bit further. Rex Ryan, I believe, couldn't have had a dynasty because I think as a head coach, he would have gotten in his way. A little bit too much gusto a little bit too much of that thing but i can't disagree rex ryan was a great defensive coordinator he had a great defensive team in new york i'm a defense guy i respect that Uh, i hated the jets when rex ryan was there understandably because of everything he said but yeah i agree with everybody they would have had a really good chance to win a super bowl if they would have had a competent quarterback on that field uh craig left a lot so i'm gonna skip everything else craig said no offense craig but i want to give some other people some stuff uh Fabenacker says the day that the 49ers made the trade of the number three was the day I retired my hopes for a first round quarterback. Oh, that's not a, an uncommon take right now, and I'm kind of feeling the same way. When San Francisco made that trade, I really sat back and thought, and I did a whole I did a podcast about it and said the Patriots quarterback situation just got a lot more complicated. With San Francisco now taking a quarterback, you don't trade up to three for not getting a quarterback. And again, that's why I don't think you're going to see the Patriots trade up with the Falcons or the Bengals until draft day and probably after San Francisco makes their move. Or perhaps Belichick calls them and says, who are you taking so I know whether or not to move up to four or five? Because... If you trade now and you don't get your guy or your guy's not there, you're kind of stuck with that fourth-round pick. Yeah, maybe you end up with a Kyle Pitts or something of that nature, but you still don't have your future quarterback, whereas at number 15, you have an opportunity to draft a defensive player. You have an opportunity to draft an offensive lineman, maybe a wide receiver. You can trade down. You can pick up Kellen Mond in the second round. A lot of the opportunities are there. I will say I'm not completely discounting Belichick trading up in the draft, but I do, I, I see it as if you had to ask me, do I see it as more likely or less likely? I'm probably in the middle leaning towards less likely. Uh, And Luis says question. Now that Brady extended his contract to the bucks, do you think he's going to retire as a buck or a Patriot? Oh, like when he signs that one day deal or whatever it is. I, I think he's going to retire a Patriot. I think he knows he has to retire a Patriot. I mean, if he plays three, four, five years with the Bucks, does that you know weigh more than his twenty years and six Super Bowls with the Patriots? Does that change his relationship with Robert Kraft? Here's what I will tell you: I think that Robert Kraft will be better if Tom Brady retires with the Bucs. I believe when he retires, he'll sign a one-year deal or a one-day deal, just like Vince Wilfork did, and come sign with the uh, and come back and sign with the Patriots. I know it's a different situation. Brady walked away where the Patriots didn't really move on from him like they did with others, or I guess maybe they kinda did. It is what it is on that piece. But yeah, I'll I'll say that I, I believe he's gonna I believe he's gonna retire as a patriot. I don't I don't see why he wouldn't. I don't see a reason for him not to. Okay, guys, so we're going to look now at our community page. We're going to look at the live chat. We're going to look at Twitter. So let's start on the community page. And over on the community page, I said that Julian Edelman likely won't be able to play the entire 2021 season due to a lingering knee issue. Patriots have a tough decision ahead of them. Do you think Jules will be a Patriot this season? Ask for some responses. Taylor said, yes, sir. He better be. He's a great receiver. And now we got him some help. Uh, I saw some of the pre-chat, too, in the live chat. And I think it was Big MGM who said he just re-watched the uh, 2018 Super Bowl run and the punishment that Julian Edelman took. And Julian Edelman has taken punishment his entire career. Go watch the 2016 run, the 2014 run. Edelman has been a guy who has taken a lot of punishment with his time with the Patriots. That's why I'm concerned. You're saying yes, sir. If I was going to give my opinion on it, I think it's looking less likely that Julian Edelman will be a Patriot this year, whether that's the decision of Bill Belichick, whether that's the decision of Julian Edelman. I don't know. I wouldn't mind seeing Jules come on, but yeah, it's a tough situation. He is a good receiver. Could he still be a good receiver? We'd have to see. But it sounds like he's not going to be ready week one, and that's why I just wonder how long he's going to be there for. Anthony Cavan says, Coming from a guy who already had a lingering knee issues when being in the military, I can understand if it's affecting him that much as much as I'd love to see Edelman play in 2021. I wouldn't be surprised if he missed a few games in the season, and I'd rather have him worry about his health and his well-being. Yeah, and I like, I like how you finished it with that. First of all, Anthony, as I always say, thank you to you and your your Wife or girlfriend or fiance I'm not sure what it is. But I'll say your wife uh, for your service, but um, yeah, look when it comes to you know NFL players, I think sometimes we forget that they're human beings. We don't treat them in that human being way. We treat them in a way of you know these you know I call them uh, meat meat robots, right? Edelman getting healthy is going to be important. And knee issues, I'm a guy with knee issues as well. And I haven't taken a quarter of the, the I don't haven't taken a quarter of the punishment that Julian Edelman has throughout his whole career, not just in the NFL, but what would have happened to him going all the way back to Pop Warner football? It's your body just gets beat up, beat up, beat up. And I know at my age now, not playing in professional sports and being really out of any contact sport for the last 10 years, probably even longer, maybe more around 15 years. My body feels the repercussions of the limited years that I played contact sports. So the fact that Julian Edelman has been doing this up until his mid-30s, yeah, man, dude, I'm telling you, I feel the old man hurt now, and I can only imagine what Julian Edelman's going through, so I hope he does focus on himself. I definitely don't think he's going to play 17 games this season. Uh, I'm just wondering if he's going to play games at all and whether or not he just retires. Thank you. Go kart says, "Yeah, I think he'll fill in at the wide res- at the wide receiver four spot. He could come in on certain plays, but I don't think he'll be a starter. Fair enough. I think if he comes back healthy, he could be a starter just because he knows the Patriots' offense. He looked re- he clicked really well with Cam Newton last season. I don't think this is like a talent thing. I don't think this is Bill Belichick turning around thinking." Is Julian Edelman talented enough to be a Patriot still? I think it's more of a health thing. That's where we're having that conversation, where that conversation comes from. It'll be interesting to see if he can come back. Past Nation 95 says, As much as I love Edelman, I personally believe he should retire after this season. So Patriots Nation 20 or Past Nation 95, maybe he comes back this year. Maybe that's what he's looking at. Like, uh, yeah, it'll be... uh, it'll it'll be it'll be interesting to see if he plays at all this year that's all i got to say to that i don't want to keep repeating myself the dark minute man says time to hang up the cleats Jules, personally uh it would have been cool seeing julian edelman win one without brady and gronkowski but that doesn't seem like it's going to happen now i think he's done yeah Uh, yeah you know and jules is one of those guys i think especially when the hall of fame debate comes and and you know, Julian Ellman's regular season numbers probably aren't good enough for the Hall of Fame, but his playoff numbers are. So I think that it'll be it'll be a curious thing to see where he kind of ranks, but I think that that argument will come up. Hey man, this is a guy who always played with Tom Brady as his quarterback and Rob Gronkowski as the tight end. And because of that, I think there's going to be some rivetal debate and maybe some good points made. I've often wondered if Julian Edelman could regress a little bit without the protection of Gronkowski, the same way like Mohamed Sanu took a total regression without the protection of Julio Jones. Yeah, I mean, like, it's a tough pill to swallow thinking about Julian Edelman leaving the team, but we might be at a point now where I think it's really too when you think about it, Julian Edelman's like one of the three pillars of the offense. When you think about the Dynasty 2.0, it's basically Brady, Gronk, Edelman. And I think with two of them gone, Edelman's like that last sort of string, that last ounce of hope for Patriot fans who are holding on to that past. I think for a lot of us, we need to just get over it and realize the Dynasty 2.0 is now dead and the Patriots are moving into a new generation and that may not include Julian Edelman. Uh, My Patriots update says, I think Jules will be a leader in the locker room. We won't use Jules much, but he'll be a great leader and mentor in the locker room. He'll probably catch 15 to 20 passes this whole season, which meh, but he'll be a great leader. And that's if Julian Edelman wants to take on that role. You're acting as if Julian Edelman wants to only catch 15 to 20 passes and be a leader. He may turn around and say, I'd rather be retired or trade me somewhere where they'll use me because I'm not just here to mentor young kids. I know that Jules is one of the guys who will turn around and do things that's best for the team. But I think we have to remember he's also a guy who loves to play football and he's a competitor and it, it'll be it'll be strange so I'm gonna uh, jump into the comment or into the live chat now and see and this is one I was referencing before Big MGM says yo I watched the 2018 Super Bowl run and GD we all know what GD means did this man take some nasty hits I'm surprised this dude can still walk after half of those shots, let alone be a number one ride out Jules gave his Gave us his all, and he did. I mean, I don't think at the end of the day anybody can ever turn around and question whether or not Julian Edelman gave his all. I'll say he gave his all last year before he went out as well. I think that it's one of those things where you know it's dude, he's an all time patriot. The thing is, he's like a lunch pail guy with a whole lot of skill, he's like a blue collar and white collar (laughs) player all at the same time. Love Julian Edelman. I agree with you though. And we and I referenced this, this already. I mean, he took a lot of beatings. Uh, another lost soul says Edelman is done. So yeah, it could be. Yeah, I says, What up? What's going on? Uh, if you want to call me Jeff, all right. What's going on, Jeff? What's going on, everybody? Uh Derek Lust says, sign golden tate. Nah, I mean to Gold, me, Golden Tate couldn't play under Joe Judge. Joe Judge ended up like sitting him as a healthy scratch because of his work ethic. Yeah, I don't know. That's uh that's not sort of the I don't see it. I don't I don't see him as a fit for the Patriots anymore. I'm kinda happy with the with the three spot they have of Agalore Bourne and Jacoby Myers, I think the forgotten Patriot on the team. And I would love for the Patriots to take another receiver in the draft and try to f- uh, fill it out that way. If they're not going to go with, if they're not going to go with Julian Edelman this year, yeah, it says don't think we really need Edelman this year. We got more healthy guys that can do the same thing. Yeah, I don't think Edelman's true replacement is on this team. I think that that true replacement will come from the draft. I think they still need to go out and find somebody and develop that slot development and and sort of Julian Edelman too is a guy who a lot of people see him as a slot receiver but if you look at his numbers he does better on the outside than he does on the inside but he can play both he can block he's gritty there's a lot of things that Julian Edelman does well. Belichick always talks about his stuff that he does off of the you know the things that he does that don't show up on the stat sheet. And I think that's what you miss in a Julian Edelman. And I'm not sure on this team who's there. A lot of that off the stat sheet stuff was actually supposed to fall fall onto Nikhil Harry, guy who liked to get dirty, especially in the run in the run game. But I don't know. Luke Neely says, "Imagine being part of a development team that spent eighteen months researching ball bags." What? Oh, <laughs> the Manscape ad. I got it. I got it now. It took me a second, Luke. Yeah. I'm not researching it, man. They're just, you know. I'm just I'm just telling you about the product. McChicken says, if Edelman doesn't re-sign is uh, Don, sign my guy, Cordell Patterson. McChicken is all over Patterson. I like Patterson because he's such a. I like Patterson because he is such a versatile player. He's not a great. He's not a number one. He's definitely a number four, number five in the receiving game, but you can put him back at running back. You can put him as a receiver. You can do end arounds. He can return kicks. He can return punts. He's a special team ace. There's a lot of good things that Cordero Patterson does. I don't know though. He's the same guy who sold his ring, so I don't know how how much he liked his time with the Patriots, but we'll see. It was him, right? Wasn't it Patterson who sold his ring? I can't remember now. Oh no, maybe it was Josh Gordon who sold his ring. He didn't really win his ring, anyways. Uh Riley 10K says, Jules all day, my favorite. What a beast and a legend. He is a he is a beast. He is a legend. Uh, he was just a voice and vet from our wide receiver room. I'm not sure who you're talking about there. So I'm going to move on. Uh, I want to thank uh, another lost soul. Ray, you think Edelman is dumb because of injury? Yep. He's got a, 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 a lot of, he's got a lingering knee injury that he's going to have to, that the Patriots are worried about. He's worried about. It's the, one of the things they're wondering of whether or not he is able to even move forward and he's getting older. And we're going to have – and and that's just it. He's dealing with his knee, and, and that's it. Uh, McChicken says, Golden Tate is pretty Edelman-like. I Look, I was a big fan of the possibility of g- them bringing back Golden Tate. But I will drop in that the guy got was a healthy scratch because Joe Judge didn't like his work ethic and didn't think he was working hard enough. Maybe he changes that attitude if he comes to the Patriots. But that's if that is truth, then maybe – that's where he's not Edelman-like. JP says, Myers is so underrated. I have a feeling he'll have a breakout season this year, and he should be more open with all the weapons the Pats got this year. Lawrence Owen, when he did his film room breakdown of Jacoby Myers, says he's gonna. he didn't have his breakout season last year. He's going to have his breakout season this year. He loves Jacoby Myers. It was probably the most excited. I heard Lawrence talking about a Patriots player. Anyway, he's like the forgotten receiver. It's amazing. And I think that he has the opportunity to be like that next, you know, legendary Patriot receiver or a guy that, you know, is a long-term fix for the Patriots if they continue to let him have his opportunities. Because look, he performed as far as I'm concerned in 2019. And yet we moved and didn't start in a way his career didn't start with them having faith out of necessity. They put him in and he looked really good. And then in 2020, they didn't start him. And he started again out of necessity. I think, what, like week three or four after the injury started happening. And he proved himself again. I hope that they go into the season giving Jacoby Myers more of an opportunity. I think the kid is great. Uh, McChicken confirms it was Josh Gordon who sold his ring. It wasn't Cordell Patterson. Couldn't remember. Matthew Park says, I hope Edelman retires a Patriot and hopefully becomes a Patriots coach. You know, we have that discussion a lot. We have that discussion a lot about former players becoming coaches. I've already said I don't think Tom Brady would be a great coach just because of how good he is. I think – I mean, I think he knows the game of football inside and out, but I just – There's things he could do that no other person is going to be able to do. So that sort of expectation standpoint, Jules is a guy maybe who could be a good coach, especially from a leadership perspective. I mean, Brady would be a good leader, but uh, I think Jules could be, I think Jules could be a a super, super good coach for the team. Uh, I also dropped this question up on Twitter uh, to see what people had to say. And I didn't get much of a response. So I'll just go through it. Tom said, sorry to hear that. If it's that bad, I'm hoping he retires and does something in the media instead. And that's not a bad thing. That's not a bad thing either. I would love to see Jules as a part of the media. I don't know if you watch his YouTube page. He's a pretty personable guy. He's got a great attitude. He gets very in-depth about things. He can get very deep and emotional. I think he'd be great in the media. And I agree. Like If Jules is too hurt to play, I don't want to see him – I don't want to see a shell of Julian Edelman. If Julian Edelman plays, I want him to make sure that he's good and ready to go. I don't want to see him come out and be a shell of himself because if he's a shell of himself, I think for Patriot fans who remember him, we were talking about that 2018 Super Bowl run, the hits that he took, everything he did, Super Bowl MVP, the Edelman catch in Super Bowl 53, the the touchdown catch in Super Bowl 49 on the go-ahead all those things, I'm not saying it's going to tarnish him, but I think it would hurt a lot of us to watch a shell of him play. Ashley said, I think he's just going to announce his retirement. Just hasn't announced it yet. Maybe that could be a very real possibility that that's what he does. Maybe I don't think he's made that decision yet. I think that he's thinking about it. I think that he's trying to see if that knee can go. I, again, I think Jules is that ultimate competitor. And because he's the ultimate competitor – I believe that he is going to try everything he can do to get on the field this year. I don't see a scenario where he just kind of throws his hands in the air and gives up. Uh, this wasn't uh, a reply to my tweet, but my boy Beantown Breakdown tweeted this, so I just saved it because it was sort of what we were talking about. It says, with Edelman's current condition, it wouldn't surprise me if Bill picks his replacement early in the draft. The Patriots still don't have a true number one receiver. I also think Mika Parsons won't make it to number 15 for the Patriots to take him if they decide to go defense instead of a quarterback. lot to digest there. I think Mika Parsons can fall just because of some of the off field stuff that surrounds him, that swirls around him. If the, he's available at 15, I no matter who's available, unless it's like Kyle Pitts, I hope they take Mika Parsons because I think he could be the future. But I'm kind of on the same page as Beantown Breakdown. Whether Julian Edelman plays or not, I think the Patriots are going to be looking for his true replacement this year. I think that with the way this Patriots team is set up, addressing the whole. We don't have a true number one. I think that Nelson Aguilar could be a true number one when you combine him with Jonu Smith and Hunter Henry, who will technically be the number one targets on the team this year, and then you'll have James White coming out of the backfield. I think there's so much there to protect the receivers this year when you look at Aguilar, Bourne, and Myers that I think the receivers are going to have a lot less trouble getting open and getting the football thrown to them because the patriots have so much talent coming off the line and from the backfield. Guys, just really quickly, we want to thank all of our dear Pat's Nation loyalty club members over on patreon.com/dpn sports. For only $5 a month, Connor and I record an exclusive webcast Sunday through Thursday. So if you like all the free content that we offer here, can I suggest that you check out our Patreon page over at patreon.com/dpn sports. We don't have any tiers. Where we charge you for different levels of access we have one tier and all it costs is five bucks you'll get five webcasts a week and you can participate in a patreon exclusive live stream every second friday you can hang in the chat you can join connor and i on the screen and have a voice-to-voice conversation with us and other Deer pats nation loyalty club members we were live last night exclusively on patreon I think we had seven or eight guys up in the chat with us talking away. We had the epic Chevy Somers debate over Cam Newton. Rhino and I argued Canadian-Australian beer. Ross was just there with shenanigans. McChicken dropped in. Uh, A whole bunch of other people. Bruce was there. A whole bunch of other people dropped in. And Connor and I kind of just sat back and and enjoyed it and had a brief conversation. You can join us always there. It was a good time. But in order to get all this content, you have to join the club. And you can do that by going to www.patreon.com slash DPN Sports. And if you'd like to check it out, we've left the link to the Dear Patch Nation Patreon page wherever and however you're listening to this podcast. Visit RockyMountainBarber.com and get all the products you need to take care of your hair, beard, and skin. Get their small batch, all-natural beard balms and oils, pre-shave oils, lotions, hair products, razor blades, and so much more. Visit Rocky Mountain Barber Company and use the promo code RAYROUTE and save 5% off all your orders. Get your small batch hygiene products at RockyMountainBarber.com. I got a super chat here from Ronnie. What's up? Thank you, Ronnie. He says, keep Edelman. He needs a quarterback. He needs a quarterback. Cam has no short game. Uh, He has lost uh, 5 to 15 yards out. He has absolutely all bullets, no finesse, no lobs, hashtag shoestrings. A lot of people not happy with Cam Newton. I'm going to be honest with you. No matter which side of the fence you sit on, I'm just so tired of talking about Cam Newton. I'm at the point now, my true belief is, I think that we have to wait and see what Cam Newton is doing. How he looks week one, if he is the quarterback. Hopefully Bill Belichick is looking at finding a quarterback in the draft and we can go from there. Uh, but I get it, man. People are not happy with <laughs> people are not happy with Cam Newton. I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. Um, I don't think <laughs> I don't think Julian Edelman is any different whether he's got Cam Newton or Tom Brady throwing the football at him. Maybe a little bit different, but nothing significant, When, especially when you're dealing with injuries. I think that the Patriots just have to deal with all that kind of stuff. Again, I don't necessarily put it on Cam Newton, but Cam Newton needs to play a lot better this year. Uh, Light Shadow says, what's more likely is we move up to get a top-five quarterback who becomes the face of our franchise or Cam balls out and becomes our long-term quarterback? Or what's more likely? Or Cam balls out and becomes our long-term quarterback. One thing is for sure. We don't have to give up draft picks for Cam. Yes. (laughs) It's funny. It's a really delicate balance right now. And it's why, unless the Patriots... I talked about this at the beginning, but I'll talk about it now. If you were to ask me where I sat on whether or not the Patriots would trade up for one of those top five quarterbacks, I'd probably sit more in the middle, but leaning towards less likely than more than likely to getting it um, just because You've got three quarterbacks going. So we know Trevor Lawrence is out of the equation. He's going first overall. I'm making the assumption that Zach Wilson is going too, but maybe the New York Jets see Justin Fields as a better fit because he would fit the system really well. But let's pretend it's Zach Wilson. Who does San Francisco take? We've heard them connected to Mac Jones. I don't know if that's who they want. Do they want Trey Lance? We've heard them connected to Trey Lance. Do they want Justin Fields? After the first three quarterbacks go, then the Patriots have to see the last two quarterbacks available, not trading up too early because if you trade up the four before that pick is made and you don't like the last two players available, you've given up a lot of draft capital. That being said, if I had to say what's more likely a top five quarterback or Cam Newton balling out and becoming the, the face of the long-term quarterback that's a difficult question because I think both of them <laughs> lean more towards less likely, but I would lean towards trading up than I would for Cam Newton becoming the long-term quarterback only because of the way he plays, his style, his run game. I don't see him as a long-term option. I see I could see a regression, regression in his game. I'm hoping that Cam balls out so the Patriots are able to be successful this year, but I don't see him as that long-term option. Uh, Ryu 10K says. Why Bill Belichick teaching players his system? Why don't we go back to school and take some classes on how to draft and hit on a stud at the skill positions because that Nikhil Harry pick was, butt. all right, (laughs) you know, um, I can't argue it. I can't argue that he missed on Nikhil Harry. You're right. He missed on Nikhil Harry. He doesn't miss on all the skilled positions. I don't think he missed on James White. I don't think he missed on Sony Michelle. Sony Michelle was probably a reach where he took him, but I don't think he missed on Sony Michelle. He definitely didn't miss on Shane Vereen. He didn't miss on Damian Harris. Those are skilled positions. Running backs are considered skilled positions. I don't think he missed on Malcolm Mitchell. I just think that they took a risk on uh, Malcolm Mitchell with his knee injury. I, I think they took him in the third round, and you know he got hurt. Uh, Nikhil Harry was a bad, 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 bad pick. And I know I see now people now because they know my argument. I'll start listing all the Belichick's good picks. So they want to just, you know, they'll take skilled positions. I mean, Gronkowski was a skilled position. Ben Watson was a skilled position. That wasn't a bad pick. Right? You know, uh Dion Branch wasn't a bad pick uh, from a skilled position. I know I'm going way back to bring up Dion Branch, but he has hit on skilled guys in the past. Uh Julian Edelman was a pretty good pick for a skilled position, I believe. Uh the guy who was the main purpose of our topic tonight. So yeah, I mean it's it's that's where it is. I get it. You're right. He needs to hit better on I, you know, he needs to do he needs to do better than Nikhil Harry. I can't defend Nikhil the Nikhil Harry pick. Nikhil Harry uh, whether he was projected to be a second rounder or not is a total bust. McChicken says, would you rather draft your boy Justin Fields at four or Mond in the second round? <sighs> I would need context behind it. What would it cost to get Justin Fields? Would I be comfortable with two first round draft picks and like a second round pick? Probably not. Justin Fields is not a terrible quarterback. And perhaps by me wanting Trey Lance over Justin Fields has poisoned my outlook on on Justin Fields, the way people perceive how I take him. I don't have a lot of faith in Justin in the NFL. That doesn't mean I don't think he couldn't become it. I also think the fact that Cam Newton has been mentoring him, that if he did become a Patriot, it could be interesting having that year behind Cam to teach him to be an NFL quarterback. I think with Fields, it's going to come down to which team he goes to and what kind of situation he's walking into. So perhaps he could be successful in New England. That being said, if you could get Kellen, if you could trade up in the second round or trade back in the first and put yourself in a position to take Kellen Mond in the second round, uh, I would love the Patriots to take Mond and see what he brings to the team and go from there. That's That's kind of where I go. JP says, Ray, what's your thoughts on the Pats drafting Zach Thomas from App State, Kellen Mond from Texas A&M, or Davis Mills from Stanford in the second round if they can't get a top-five quarterback in the first? I'm a big fan of, of Kellen Mond, as everybody knows. I'm going to be honest. I have to do a little bit more research on Davis Mills and Thomas. I've done a little bit on them. Probably not enough to talk about here. Straight up. Not enough to talk about here. Uh, but I do like I do like Kellen Kill him on Ryu 10 K says, wide receivers, idiots, not running back. Stop beating around the bush. No, 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 no. You said skilled players, idiot. You didn't specifically say wide receivers. Do you want me to pull it back up for you? Idiot. You said skilled players. And I just sat there and gave you a three minute explanation of how Nikhil Harry is a bust. And it was a miss. Jesus. Idiots. First of all, you wrote idiots. I'm by myself. It's idiot. There's nothing worse than somebody saying idiots and having bad grammar and bad spelling. God. Be more specific, Ryu. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it says. Harry, I think, just needs to be used like Des Bryant. Give him a five day targets a game, all jump balls. Other than that, he's stiff and can't separate. That's where I was really disappointed in Akil Harry because I thought he was going to be an absolute beast in the end zone, and he isn't. Use him for jump balls, use him for that kind of stuff. And I get, you could say it was all Cam Newton's fault, but he played with Tom Brady, right? And and Brady couldn't get him going. So I just think that when you look at that, Nikhil Harry, I think Nikhil Harry needs a fresh start somewhere else. Get a fourth round pick for him and move on. As I just said, Nikhil Harry was a miss. He didn't play well. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's, I don't think you're going to get any more than a fourth for him. Maybe if he gets a fresh start somewhere else, he could be protected a little bit more this year, perhaps, perhaps, but I don't know. I don't know. You're right though. I think that his targets have to be very, very minimum, very, 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 very short. And just respond. Yeah, I did too. He had me fooled. He had me fooled too. I thought he was going to be that perfect, tough red zone guy. Uh, Ray, do you think the Pats try to trade up for a top-wide receiver? I don't, um, mainly because that's not a Belichick type of thing to do. But this whole offseason has been crazy. So I think that – I think that uh, – I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't. I don't think so um okay guys i'm gonna go back to the comments over on the comment board thank you to everybody who tuned in on the live chat tonight i am closing down the chat please no more super chats or nothing like that i'm gonna be wrapping this up the no sources podcast it's a little bit shorter plus i don't know if you guys can hear my voice is starting to go today and i'm struggling through this so i'm gonna be wrapping this up in a minute but i want to go back to the community board and just get what people uh people were saying that i haven't got to yet TF73 says this season as a last season and then retire as a Patriot. Just bring him in when he's ready and he can pull it off. Yeah. And I think I saw McChicken put something in the, uh, in the chat as well that I didn't pop up, but it ties into this where he said, could this be like Marshawn Lynch where he just goes away and kind of comes back week 16? I think that's what we were hoping with, with Gronk, too, right? When Gronk retired and then came back, or we were hoping when he retired, we were hoping he was going to come back late in the season and try to drive for the Patriots. Uh, I wouldn't mind seeing him do something of that nature, maybe just staying kind of red him most of the year and bringing him back like week 16 and 17 to get him in motion and then use him in the playoffs. And that's where if, they are in the, if the Patriots do make the playoffs this year, that's where he could be super solid. Uh, all Boston Sports fans says, I will sadly say no. Uh, so, yeah, so we got a really mixed bag here, people, of whether or not he's going to stay. Uh, Carmen's Journey says, what do you think about the Pats trading up to get Pitts and start him as a wide receiver? All right, listen, I love Kyle Pitts. Everybody knows I love Kyle Pitts. I would love for the Patriots to trade up and take Kyle Pitts and convert him from tight end to wide receiver. I think he's got the build and the skill to be a wide receiver. That being said, I don't think the Patriots are going to trade up for a receiver or a tight end. I think the only way they trade up high in the first round to be able to get Kyle Pitts or to be in a position that Kyle Pitts would be available would be to get a quarterback. I don't believe the Patriots are moving up unless they're getting a quarterback. If anything, they're moving backwards and going defensively. I would love Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts has been on my radar since day one. Originally, when people had him projected that he could fall to 15, he's not really there anymore. If he's at 15, I hope the Patriots take him. I'll be mightily disappointed if they don't. But at this point, I don't see that. I just don't see them at all trading up to get Kyle Pitts. And then Eric Superpatron says, I hate to say it, but it doesn't look good for JE11, and I'm leaning on the same page. It could be done for him. Again, I like McChicken's idea of going forward and doing that. Uh, NFL Talk says, here's a tough pill to swallow for y'all Pats fans. <laughs> He's such an arrogant prick uh jules right now is overrated and he was washed i'm done i'm not even reading this i'm not even reading this that's this this kid is so ridiculous and then he asks me why i don't why i have him blocked on twitter because he's not even a good troll like nfl talk if you're watching this right now you're not even a good troll you're actually an awful troll like you really are an awful troll are you right you is that you trying to be him there like i'm jules is overrated get out. Oh god this kid claims to be a Patriots fan. He's obviously the most fair weather fan on the planet that you can find. It's And then he has the balls to ask me why I've been blocked on Twitter. I don't mind being trolled. I like a good troll. I was dealing with a troll today and I was having a blast going back and forth with him. You're just annoying as shit and you say nothing of value. And when you bring nothing of value, you waste time in my life. I'm getting to the point where I'm just going to tell my chicken to block you because I'm just so sick of the nonsense that you spam the chat with. Oh, I'd rather you guys call me like a fat idiot on a uh, every second comment than have to read this kind of garbage. He's overrated. Jesus. I? All right, guys, that's it for today. I want to thank everyone who tuned into the podcast today. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but I'm enjoying doing the No Podcast, the No Sources Podcast. I hope you guys are being too. I hope you guys are being entertained. Thanks for setting me off. This is why Connor has to do the chats, and I, I can't do them on my own because you guys get me all worked up. I, got, I do got to tell you guys though that we are brought to you by a part by Manscaped.com. Manscaped was has redesigned the electric trimmer. The Manscaped engineering team spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created, and just released the new and improved lawnmower. 3.0 their third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to advanced skin safe technology pioneered by manscape manscape obsessed over technology and developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience they also use the best ingredients in their formulas guys when you trim the bushes the tree stands taller if you don't know what that means go look it up ask your dad ask your grandpa they'll let you know what it means look and when i tell you that this is premium i mean premium this battery will last up to 90 minutes so you can take a longer shave okay and one of the coolest features it has is an led light which will illuminate grooming areas all below the belt in those nether regions so you can have a closer and more precise trim They've also upgraded that engine to seven, that motor to 7,000 RPMs with quiet stroke technology. And let's not forget about the, cha- the charging stand. Go ahead, show off your mower loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is a convenient charging dock powered by a USB. If you're listening to me speak right now, listen carefully. You are one of the first people to hear about this life-changing product. You hear that? Life-changing. Changing product, and I want you to experience it firsthand yourself. Trim that junk of yours. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code RayRoute R-A-Y R-A-U-T-H at manscaped.com. Level up your hygiene routine with the best manscaping tools. Your balls will thank you. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code RayRoute at manscaped.com. That's right, guys. 20 percent off and free shipping at manscaped.com just use the promo code ray r-a-y-r-a-u-t-h trim your junk with manscaped until tomorrow all i have to say is the patriots are gonna be legit kid because i think the purpose of faith is to get human beings to live on a higher plane than the animals in the jungle and that there's something bigger going on that's bigger than all of us.